It was only when I finally came to terms with being gay that I finally experienced this freedom that I was told about my entire life. While my wife and I are separating it and, and like we are more healthy people than we've ever been because of this journey that we've been on and it's been kind of this whole catalyzing thing that's allowed us both to let go of kind of the, the, the abusive aspects of what Christianity and spirituality has been and really be able to just kind of live into the fullness of who we are. This is the airing of grief. Conversations and correspondence about spiritual de- and reconstruction. Season 2, Episode 8. All of me is here. Hello? Hello. Hey, Kevin. How's it going? Good. How'd you know it was me? Uh, your name was there on the Skype thing. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> Skype gives those things away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he did some quick deduction there. Uh, <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for calling, man. Oh, man. Thanks for taking some time to, to spend with us. How are things going today for you? Uh, going all right. Yeah, it's actually, it's it's really fun the way that this turned out, because actually my, my wife and I just saw Derek two nights ago. <laughs> so, wow. uh, yeah, at, at, at one of his shows and, um, yeah, it was, it, it, oh man, it, it, it was a, well, first of all, I'll say like, man, the, the airing of grief podcast. I mean, we, we said it to Derek too, has, has meant so much to us. Um, you know, like both, uh, like in both of our journeys and, it's just uh, that's part of what made the the night so powerful. You know, it was just kind of being this community of everybody where it was safe to just be. Mm. Um, and you know, we were sitting there, and 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 while De- well, like my wife actually said to me, while Derek was playing, uh, "Love is not a choice." It felt almost like I was singing it to her. Derek and I actually, I guess, look a little bit similar, or whatever, but. My wife and I were both there and we're in the process of uh, getting divorced, actually, um, and separating uh, because I was finally able to come to terms with the fact that I'm gay about a year ago. Wow. Um, and it, it's been kind of a crazy thing. I was, I, I, you know, as, as we were getting ready for, this, for the concert, I was thinking back over, you know, just our whole story. And the crazy thing is, like, Derek's music has kind of... <laughs> like been at all these like pivotal moments like i i have this really distinct memory of of singing the church from his she must and shall go free album yeah and yeah like we actually sang it together at the church that we were at when we got engaged that was the first church that we got completely burned out at that was kind of one of the first big things in in both of our kind of deconstruction journeys. We both grew up as missionary kids, um, mm. you know, and, you know, did all the right things you're supposed to do and we're at the church, you know, like the, the pastor of the church married us and everything and, and everybody, you know, there were a couple people that knew about my struggle with same-sex attraction, but it was all this whole thing of, well, it's just a sin area that's that's going to go away and you just deal with it like any other 
you know, sin area. So you spent, um, you spent a long time then thinking it would go away or just thinking oh, it was. Yeah, no, like, I mean, it, you know, like, like I, I, I came aware, you know, I became aware of my attractions, you know, pretty much right at puberty and right. fought it all, you know, like, I mean, I, I, I knew that wasn't supposed to be the way that you feel about anything or, or all of that, you know, and it, it was always just this message of, you know, it's sin, it's a sinful kind of lust. I mean, I didn't even tell anybody about it until like I got to college, you know, and, and actually uh, my wife was one of the first, we were, we were best friends in, in college and she was one of the first people that I told, you know, and so we, you know, we, we went into our marriage, you know, with like all sorts of counsel from all sorts of people from the church <laughs> saying, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. This isn't going to impact anything, you know? Um, and then I was, I was looking to, cause, cause, um, Stockholm Syndrome was like a really impactful album. And I, and I was like, when did that come out? And I realized, oh yeah, that came out like right after we got back from uh, when we got sent to this retreat for a week for my deep kind of sexual issues with my, you know, struggles with same-sex attraction. And like, there was so much guilt and shame there um, that I... You know, I mean, I, I, I'm one of those people who, you know, whatever got saved when I was like four or something like that, you know, right. like a like a good, good missionary kid. And um, and there was so much guilt and shame surrounding it that, like, I was at this point where I was like, there's no way that I could possibly have ever been a Christian and struggle with this, you know? Mm. And so, like, I kind of got saved again, like, in a pretty extreme degree. And, you know, I, I got some perspective on it, but like, it just, like, I look back on that and it's like, it, it, it felt like brainwashing, you know, like right. it was, it was crazy. And so, you know, so then, then, you know, finally kind of came out to myself, you know, after years of struggling and wrestling, like I couldn't even ask myself the question if I was gay until I made peace with the Bible because of how, you know, how much of a... Oh, I don't know, like how, how big of a, a hold that had on me, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and I mean, how important it was. I mean, I, you know, we, we both went to Bible college and all sorts of stuff like that, you know, and I, and, and I, I, you know, I still do, you know, really value the Bible, but like everything in life, you know, gets viewed through the lens of the Bible. And so like, I, I couldn't even ask myself if I was gay until I, I kind of, you know, reckoned with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then it was a good couple of years of finally, you know, wrestling around with it. And then, like I said, finally, finally came out to to my wife uh, back in June of last year. Um, you know, and then <laughs> and then Derek drops this album about you know divorce with God and with his wife, and like right into the middle of like us like trying to figure out what the hell we're doing and 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 what all this looks like. You know, and and I think like. I think what's what's been so crazy about this journey is that it's it's just realizing how much damage you know viewing the Bible over people can do. You know, like 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 we we would have never gotten married if you know we hadn't been told you know this was going to change or or, or this you know was just like a sin issue or you know right. you just need to kind of grin and bear it you know right um 
so it sets it up for such a a bigger moment later on by by forcing you to be in denial earlier yeah yeah because you know like when you think about homosexuality and and what you know kind of more conservative christians believe you know you're typically thinking of like 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 a teenage you know like a teenage gay person or something you know and you know either how do you deal with the sin or or do you live a celibate life blah 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 whatever you know but but all of those views of you know it interpret you know of, of using the bible as the basis for what for what you believe with it you know it it led it, it deceived both of us into you know where we're at now and now it's causing you know all of this hurt and pain and i you know like i like i've described it to people like i i feel like now with this coming out process like i i feel like the church has given me kind of a a a vest of like bombs and like i've gathered all the people that i love the most into this room and i'm walking into this room and giving everybody a stick of dynamite and depending on kind of what their view of all this is is depending on how much they're going to get hurt by it you know wow yeah that's 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 an amazing uh, analogy it's <laughs> yeah wow blessed because we we've got good people surrounding like both my wife and I like we, we we've got people who who love us right where we're at you know and who are walking the journey with us and and we've been able to to come out you know to to my family like I actually just came out to my brother like two weeks ago mm. um, and he was the last of my immediate family but like we haven't had a chance to come out to hers yet like we've got two young boys that don't know at all you know what's coming um you know and we're sitting down and having these conversations with people and it's like dropping this like triple atomic bomb of you know we're getting divorced i'm gay we're both really struggling with our faith right now because you know the, the, the way that it's been told to us for so long just does not work in the context of you know where we're at you mm. know and so so yeah it's i wow. don't know like yeah it's, well, it's that's a, a tremendous story and process and of course you know thanks for the vulnerability and even sharing it um wow i can't i can't i was thinking while you were talking so you said you had gone through some sort of retreat or program to kind of work on you on that and then stockholm syndrome came out so um yeah my question i guess when i heard that i thought like what was that like to have religion sort of throwing and heaving this this burden of guilt and shame on you and then to get home and have an artist you know and 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 that album was kind of 
Derek's yeah. full coming out as being affirming and supportive. Totally. So, yeah. so what what did that cause? Is that was that a big part of um, as far as starting to detach yourself from that burden, or or did it still yeah. take a while after that? I mean, it took it took a while after that. You know, I mean, I think it was it, it was such a heavy burden, and like you know, I, again, like, like I I wanted to do the right thing so much, you know. It, it, it was so many little steps, you know, along the way. It was probably a good three or four years after that that I finally came to kind of an open and affirming understanding of what the Bible says about homosexuality and that maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't actually condemn it, you know. Yeah. But then, but then even after that, like, it took another three or four years for me, like, once I could finally ask the question, you know, like, am I gay to, like, you know, because— at this point, I was married like six years or so, you know, and, and what all does that mean? Like we already had, we already had, uh, you know, one of our sons and it, you know, the, the, and, and then I was working part time in churches. And so there were, you know, not only was it the weight of kind of my upbringing, but the weight of like, I'm, I'm working in a church as a worship leader, you know, like, like, I, I can't even, like, how can I even ask myself the question or how can I even be authentic about this? Because th- there were just so many layers on top of it. But I think, I think you know, back to your question about Stockholm Syndrome, you know, it was, it, it was one of many, um, like, that and, and, and David Bazan's, you know, Curse Your Branches and, you know, just a bunch of albums like that just really slowly started to erode all of the weight of all of that. And, and I think it was only when I, when I started, when I stopped working at a church that I even was able to have the distance mm. to be able to, to ask that because, you know, there's, there's so much, there's so much at stake to even be able to ask that question, you know, or, or, or to even answer it honestly and authentically. And I think that's one of the things I've always struggled with kind of being in ministry is your entire life, like your emotional life, your spiritual life, your relational life, you know, every, your whole community is, is wrapped up in your job, in your vocational life. Right. And the cost of like breaking away from kind of what that community holds dear is it's it's so heavy you know so so i think it was just this you know eroding over time and and getting distance and i mean we went through like four different really just messy church situations like none of them that necessarily directly involved us but just i mean we're really you know and that then too really eroded like okay well if the church is here and leadership are acting like assholes you know maybe (laughs) we can kind of hold everything up in the air a little bit and start asking some really serious questions about all of this you know so yeah Yeah. but i mean i guess you take you take your your defiance and your rights where you can find them yeah, it, it is interesting how you have to get some distance a lot of times from the organism in order to, to be honest about what you were even feeling while inside of it. Yeah, I know yeah. that you know when I was I was a college pastor, um, mm-hmm. and when I decided it was it was time I you know I didn't want to be a professional Christian anymore. Um, when I decided that was the case, I think that you know, but I I made plans to to leave on on good terms, and and within six months I had done that, and then 
I think that I went through more rapid change and growth in my in my perspective and everything else over the next few months than I had in the previous few years. Like I just felt yeah. so free to actually, you know, and, and one of the, the first fruits of that was as soon as I had that distance was was having conversations with my friends. Of, you know, by the way, I am 100% affirming and I probably have been for a couple years now. Yeah. Uh, but we need, you know, I, I want you to know that. I want you to know that I, because I'm, I'm from California and mm. they were, they were, you know, they, they put it up to a vote after their state Supreme Court had decided gay marriage yeah. was fine. And, and so, you know, all the people I knew back in the church, that was a lot of conversations of, you know, why do you think you need to control this element of society? And, you know, mm. like just, just tackling that from every issue. Um, yeah. And it was, it's, it's really one of the issues of our times. It's like, it, it yeah. was, it was for sure a breaking point for me. Um, when I, when I think yeah. back to even like the first, the first instinct I ever had that something was not good was, uh, was in Bible college in a class where we were actually going through a list of sins, you know, like in, in mm. one of Paul's lists of sins and saying, these people oh, yeah. will not inherit the kingdom of God. And we were looking at all that in Greek and, you know, and what the scripture had to say. And we were, we were saying like, when it says sorcerer, this is actually pharmacoi and, you know, like it's referring yeah. to drug use in the temple. And we were doing that for every word. And then when he got to homosexuals, he just went like, you know, basically, we all know what that means, moving on. And I thought, wait a minute. <laughs> yep. We do not. We, and so I, I went into yeah. like a week or two process of looking into mm -hmm. that word. The others like it, the etymology. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Paul invented this word. Oh, it's yeah. still tied to well, the temple. <laughs> like it was, well, it, it's this yeah. amazing process where you're like, man. And it's the, like, and, wait a minute. But, but, but I think the thing is with it all, and, and, and I feel like this has been the journey with both my sexuality and my spirituality because it's it, that they've been like inextricably linked is, you know, growing up, you know, th there was only one way to be, you know, you, you grow up, you fall in love with a girl, you know, and, and Hey, like, I'm telling you, man, like the whole, you know, purity movement, it's really easy to be pure with girls when you're gay, you know? Like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, but, you know, so I thought I was like rocking that, even though I was like, you know, wrestling with all that, but you know, it's, it, it's this whole sense of there's only one way to be, you know? And so what you do is you then have to fit all of these like parts of yourself that don't necessarily, or that, that, that just feel kind of like they don't fit sort of into that. And, you know, it's just like, this is the path laid, laid out for you. And, and, and until you get kind of some permission, or like you said, you, you get somebody to come in from the outside and kind of chip away at that a little bit, th there's no other option. And I think it's the same, the same thing spiritually as I, I, I think, I, I think the internet really broke this for us is, you know, and until the internet came along, you know, everybody was in their own little like enclaves of kind of safety where you didn't really know much about what was going on outside and you didn't have to, um, you know, you, 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 there wasn't even questions about truth a lot of, you know, what's true or not, or, you know, is this a sin or not? Because everybody around you believed the exact same thing, right. you know, and then all of a sudden the internet comes along and you're able to start discovering more of what's out there. And I think like that, that's what's so fascinating to me as, as I'm starting to come out to people, both with my sexuality and with my spirituality is, is I'm, I'm seeing you know, the perspective that I'm trying to have is that, you know, people aren't reacting to me because because deep down, you know, I, I, I know that that people kind of love and appreciate me. And I even 
even after coming out, there were a couple of commitments that I had to lead worship at churches, and I had people coming up to me saying, you know, oh my word, I just feel like, you know, you're so spirit-led, blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting here being like, yeah, but if you knew I was gay, you would not be saying this right now because I know where you're at. But at the same time, it was a beautiful thing because I got to see what people really felt without the the stumbling block of what the Bible supposedly says about it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm realizing is, you know, like, People are, are are stuck in these worlds where the biblical boundaries are so, so strong that then when you come as somebody on the outside into kind of their world as somebody who doesn't fit within all of that, they then react. And that's where all of this animosity and, and all of this struggle and like, you know, love the sinner, hate the sin that just doesn't work because you're you're hating a part of someone and I right. felt like God hated a part of me my entire life growing up. Right. You know? It turns out people are all together. It turns out they're not yeah. just compartments that you can oh I hate yeah. that little compartment of you, but I still love no, that doesn't work. Exactly. Doesn't work at all. <laughs> well and, and that that was the journey for me is like I mean that's actually what my my album was all about was was coming to a point of wholeness like like one of the songs is just I am all of me. Mm. And like that was that was a phrase that I so desperately needed to say, you know, because it was like, okay, like I am a whole person, you know, and and uh, take it or leave me, but like I can't keep being a divided person anymore. I think yeah. I think that the the something I've learned um, that has really given me empathy for that situation has just been, you know, in, in changing so much myself and spending a number of years remaining in church environments yeah. despite changing on everything that I believed and thought mm-hmm. has been that is that closeting effect of like I can't be fully myself yeah. with anyone here. I'm not safe to be and. And I always grew up thinking that being closeted just meant that you couldn't be honest. That you knew who you were, but you couldn't tell everybody. Mm -hmm. And what I experienced was that being closeted actually meant that you started to lose a sense of who you were yourself. Because you were never fully embodied anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that is is a tragedy of identity, you know, which is hard enough to cling to in the first place. Yeah. Well, and that's um, that, that's what was so healing. Like, I ended up I, I didn't plan on this, but I ended up coming out to my wife three weeks before. Well, it, it was a week before I released this album, and then three weeks before we went back to visit our respective countries that we grew up in as missionary kids with our families and everything. Like, it just turned out that we ended up having the conversation three weeks beforehand, and. I mean, traveling for four weeks with young kids and family when, like, you've just come out to your wife and your wife is trying to process through all of this is, like, mm. hell on earth <laughs> in a lot of ways. But, I mean, it you know, we, we had to process through it together. But, but kind of like what you said, like, what, one of the most healing things for me was coming back to this country that, you know, I, I hadn't been there in 12 years. And going back to this place that was home but kind of not really anymore – 
but being more at home in myself than I've ever been in my entire life was mm. such a powerful and healing moment. Like we, we went down, we, we went down to this beach house that we went to every year growing up for, for two weeks. And we were down there with this family that we went to every year. And, and, and the, this guy, like the dad of this family, like married, like he came over and married us and, you know, he kind of knew some of my struggles and stuff like that. But like, it, it was just this moment of like such significance, you know, of, 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 of kind of finding myself all the way back, you know, all along in this whole journey and kind of owning every part of my story and saying, you know, like I said, like, like I am all of me. And, and if I'm going to be a whole person, like th th this is where I'm finding things like the gospel and freedom and stuff like that have taken on a whole new meaning of like, what does it look like to be a fully loved child of God, whoever and whatever God is and, and all of that. And, and what does it look like? You know, I mean, you take a phrase like where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and like, Mm. You know, and and maybe maybe it's more of a sinful thing for me, you know, whatever you believe about sin, whatever, but maybe it's more of a sinful thing for me as a gay man to not be a fully whole person and to mm. and to be living under, you know, there's so much talk about shackles and prison and all sorts of things like that. And it was only when I finally came to terms with being gay that I finally experienced this freedom that I was told about my entire life, you know? Right. And so yeah. it's it's just been this huge, like, redefinition of terms, you know, and and redefinition of what all of this looks like, you know, as, as we're now trying to kind of figure out what it looks like now moving forward into this. And, like, the crazy thing is, like, while my wife and I are separating it and, and I, mean, I mean, we're still living together now, but you know, moving towards separation and divorce, like we are more healthy people than we've ever been because of this journey that we've been on. And it's been kind of this whole catalyzing thing that's allowed us both to let go of kind of the, the, the abusive aspects of what Christianity and spirituality has been and really be able to just kind of live into the fullness of who we are, you know, and and try and love each other as well as we can in the midst of all of this hurt and pain that like we wouldn't be experiencing if 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 if, if you know we hadn't been kind of lied to about what all this is, but at the same time the journey that we've walked through together is what like like, like neither one of us regret our last 10 and a half years of marriage. I mean, that firstly, because mm -hmm. we've got two beautiful boys out of it, you know. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you know, all of this has made us who we are. And um, like a, a guy that's kind of become a, a bit of a mentor to me and this said to me at the beginning of the journey when I was like wrestling around with, you know, what do I like, how the fuck do I come out to my wife, you know? Um, mm. You know, a question you, you never think you're going to have to kind of ask, um, you know. And, and, and he said to me, he was like, you know, every every path forward has pain. You know, you, you can't avoid it. Like, we're, we're faced now with, like, there are no good options here. But he said, you know, the art of life is choosing the pain that brings life and love and truth rather than the pain that brings death. And wow. yeah, I mean, like that has been 
my mantra, kind of our mantra in, in this whole thing is that, you know, like what are those things in, in my life, in our spirituality, in, in how we choose to, you know, tell family and how we kind of, you know, in, in, in how we're going to choose to separate and divorce and, and all of that, like how can we choose the pain that brings life and love and truth rather than the pain that brings death. And, you know, I think we, we, we try to run from pain so much. And, and, and I see in so much of organized Christianity, just fear and fear of pain and all of these ways that we try and escape it and run away from it or brush it under the rug. But I think when we can finally just like acknowledge, you know, like life sucks sometimes, you know, and there's pain but like, what does it look like to kind of own the pain and try and and go the, the the route of the pain that's that's bringing life and love and truth there? It's you know that, that that's where the freedom and 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 the wholeness comes and and it's a whole big mix of shit and goodness and hope and all sorts of different stuff. So. Yeah, but but I, and the the liberation that you've got oh, and my word. the rest in finally knowing that you can meet that head on because all of you is here. Exactly. You know, like all of me is here. Exactly. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like the, the shadow of the Bible of scripture looms large over people, whether they walk away entirely or they yeah. stay inside or they fight with it. It's like, when you're raised with that big idol, yeah. it just it just is always something that affects the way you think, even if you decide you don't like it anymore, mm-hmm. even if you're at war with it. Yeah. I've, I've seen some people who've been able to reframe um, their understanding of scripture entirely. You say, like on an issue like homosexuality, that was something I was able to say, you know, like the Bible doesn't even speak of what we're talking about yeah. today. Um, and I, I feel like that's academically honest, mm-hmm. but I also know at the same time that if, if other people hadn't done the legwork of that study and they've decided to, say, distance themselves from the Bible or reject it because they believe in the same presupposition that those who support it for being anti-gay, yeah. you know, that they both believe that, that it's anti-gay itself, that the Bible is anti-gay, then it's like, I still embrace you making the right decision to to chuck it out. Yeah, you know? totally. And, and so it's it's a complex issue because we, we have to be focused more on whether people followed you know the right compass the compass of compassion and decency and 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 a lot of times with those issues i find that it's like scripture is at war with the the child in me that knows what's right Mm -hmm. with my conscience with my intuition yeah and sometimes i've been able to reframe it other times i wasn't and at the end of the day it's like i want to follow whatever it is inside me that it's like you know, if you know from a Christian perspective, the idea of the image of God, or from mm-hmm. a Jewish perspective, that that imago Dei, it's totally. like that's supposedly still a thing. Mm-hmm. The spirit supposedly and, still a thing. And what's so crazy about that is that we're taught growing up to not trust ourselves. You know, your heart is deceitful above all things. You know, things like right. you know all of those kinds of things. And 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 the kind of the, the journey that I've been on has been holding everything up and saying, okay. Like the, the the words that I've been using has been like what's resonant and what's dissonant, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and and I think with that, like underneath that, to me it seems like there, there's two core motivations. Like those things that are resonant are those things that are love based, 
And those things that are, are dissonant are typically those things that are fear-based, you know? And, and, and I think in that context, like, I, I totally agree with you. Like, I, I am all about anybody throwing out anything that is going to be keeping them from being able to, first of all, understand themselves as being fully loved and, and fully deserving of love and that, you know, no matter what they think of themselves, like they are, you know, a, a, a beautiful person that deserves love because if you don't have that, then how can you love anybody else, you know? Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, I've, we're all on, 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 on the journey for that, you know? And I, and I think that's, that's what breaks my heart here is, you know, I've, I've started getting connected more with, um, you know, a lot of other, you know, a lot of other people in the LGBT community, but, but especially kind of like gay Christians. And, and I, it seems like I've kind of had a bit of an opposite journey from from a lot of what I've heard is, is you know, I think a lot of people were able to come to terms with their sexuality first and are now in this place of like, what do I do with the Bible? Whereas like for me, like the, the, the Bible was such a big deal. I couldn't even go there, you know, without dealing with it. But mm-hmm. but but what's so heartbreaking to me is like, you know, this the, this book that that, you know, I mean, again, believe whatever you believe about it, but that that at the core of it is is hopefully supposed to be about love becomes this thing that just people feel like they're forced to throw it all out because that those are the only options that that they were given you know and i like when i was thinking back about you know kind of the journey that i've had with derek and remembered the whole thing with with jen knapp like i went back and listened to Larry King's interview with with Jen Knapp when she was coming out and and there was a pastor on there and it was it was just like it was such a dissonant thing because here he was saying like I'm loving you by telling you that you are a sinful person and a t- you know in, in essence you know you are choosing to live in sin you know and 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 obviously mm-hmm. him as a straight white man can have no sense as to the wrestling and the battling that it takes to get to the point of finally owning yourself and even allowing yourself to ask, like, could I actually be loved and experience love? Because it's an intimacy thing, you know, like it's, right. it's not just like a sexual attraction and sex thing. It's it's like it's how you're wired for intimacy. And if you right. and, and, and if if you're told that, like, the way that you're wired for intimacy is sinful and wrong. You know, you, you grow up in this place of so much shame and guilt, and then people are, are in this place where they where they feel like there is like like it is put before them as you have to cho- like he literally said to her in this interview, you have to choose between your spirituality and your sexuality, and like what kind of an option is that? You know. Because ultimately you can't, and you have to throw one or the other out. And spirituality is the much easier thing to throw out because that is what is hurting you. I mean, this has been the interesting thing with my wife and I is that, you know, the the, the journey that we've both been on, you know, we've we've really been able to create a really safe space 
amongst each other to kind of just be where we're at on this journey, you know, and, and, and she's really, she's really had to kind of throw out pretty much kind of everything, you know, um, and, and here I am, the, the gay one who's kind of like walking this sort of in-between, you know, route of, you know, trying to kind of, you know, reconcile my, my spirituality and, and sexuality. And, and, but the crazy thing is like, we're having better conversations and there's almost more, th 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 there's intimacy at kind of a deeper level with, with each other because we've finally been able to get all of the cards on the table. Right, because even with that disruption, all of you is there for the first time. Yeah, for yeah. the first time. And, you know, she doesn't feel like she is going crazy because, I mean, she's got a great bullshit radar that for our entire <laughs> marriage was like, you know, under the surface at like a low-grade thing just going off all the time, you know. And and it just, it, you know, so, so like we're finally able to be honest with each other. You know, and it's and, and 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 I think that that's one of one of the tragedies for me with so much of religion is that th there isn't the space for honesty and authenticity. You know, like you, you feel like you cannot be fully yourself. You know, mm -hmm. and 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 I, I know I I perpetuated that myself by trying to be, you know, who everybody else wanted me to be. Like I, I'm a hardcore two on the Enneagram, mm -hmm. and you know, My like. Wife's a two. I, Oh yeah, a lot of women are, and and mm -hmm. here I am, a gay man, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, <laughs> you know, so, you know, but um, but you know, it's it, it's it, it seems to be like like for me, it was just the sense of like I knew who everybody else needed me to be, you know, and so that was the person that I lived my entire life as, and and all that did, you know, in in our marriage was it it it, it made her feel like terrible because I supposedly had it all together and here she was being, being more honest, you know, with her emotions and everything. And, you wow. know, and so for the first time, yeah, like it's like, it, it's <laughs> so many dynamics. It's so, so it's crazy. like the compounding influence of, of something that religious culture is, is teaching you to deny and to hide with your natural wiring to be such yeah. a chameleon, to be what other mm -hmm. people need and, and your exactly. identity being wrapped up with how you're perceived in that way. Like, oh, man, mm -hmm. that's, that is a cluster cuss. Oh, sure. yeah. Yeah, no question. Like, it's, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Enneagram, like, opened up, like, for both of us, because she's mm -hmm. a six and I'm a two, and we both finally realized, like, oh, this is why we have such a codependent, unhealthy relationship, and this is why, like, this is how we've been feeding the unhealth, you know, with with both of us, and and it's it, it, it had been that for me for years, you know. Like I, I just, you know, I I I knew, you know, as a two, like I just had that instinctive sense of what everybody else needed me to be, which which allowed me to both be very kind of out there on stage in front of people leading worship, because I knew how to be that person, mm -hmm. and I also was a relatively deep, honest, like, I, I would let people in as well, and I only realized recently, like, I'd let people in further than most people would, but it was, like, right up to the door, so that, like, and it, it was a total, like, manipulative way of getting, of, of protecting myself, because if I could let people in more than most, but not to, like, the depths of where I was at, right. you know, people totally wouldn't think that, right. you know, yeah. They're like, oh, he's honest and authentic. And I thought I was being honest and authentic my whole life. And that's what was fed to me, you know. Mm. 
So, yeah. Well, man. wow. Thank you so much for, for all that, for sharing everything. You both sound incredible. Like, I'm warmed and encouraged just to hear how supportive you've been of each other and, and how the process of honesty has worked out. It's just yeah. amazing. That's, it's what a lot of therapy will get you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you know, when, when, you, when you've been in counseling for almost your entire marriage, maybe, maybe it's, it's kind of a sign that there are things that you've needed to work on, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for the call, man. I, I really appreciate it. And, and I mean, seriously, like, I, I can't even tell you how much you know, the, the airing of grief has, has meant to, to both of us. I mean, it's, it's been, it, it, it has literally been the only podcast that I can put on no matter where I'm at and be okay. Mm. Because it's just, you know, that sense of, you know, th th there are other, there are other people being honest and there are other people like me in the scenario. And, and it's not that we're even all in the same boat, but we're all just kind of coming to terms with it, what it looks like to finally start being honest with each other, you know? Yeah. I think so that's a really a, good way of, of putting it. And and thank you so much. That's really like the greatest thing to hear. Um, yeah. I put every time I put an episode, you know, together in editing, I, I kind of hold my feelings back while I'm doing it and think about it, you know, more, mechanically and then when yeah. i go go into the car to listen to it like a like a quote-unquote normal person i just cry yeah. you know that's when i, I finally believe it. that's when oh, i let myself words. like be hit by it like 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 regular people <laughs> that are yeah that are just you know and experience it that way because if i didn't if i didn't like sort of turn it off for a bit i don't think i'd ever get through any of it because so oh, many man yeah so many stories have, have been not just sad but just so beautiful that's the stuff that gets wow. me more often than anything else it's just the the encouragement i i get from people and they're their vulnerability is i just can't yeah. you know describe it and that's what kills me is we've been we've been missing out on the beauty of the human experience you know by not being open and vulnerable with each other you know and and that that's why i love what you guys i mean what what you know i mean Brene brown and what, you know what you guys are doing and we, we, we've actually got this this uh group of people that we get together with once a month that that is pretty much kind of like the airing of grief altogether you know <laughs> where it's 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 just a complete safe space where you can be and say and do and you know wherever you're at you know it's it you can just like like we've been saying you can just be wholly yourself present with other whole broken people you know mm -hmm. like the the the, 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 the well, one of the lines in in, in my my song with uh, I, I am all of me one is like the end of the bridge just says you know it's it's where I'm completely broken but complete you know and 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 I feel like that's kind of the sense of of what it's like to be on this journey together and and sharing our stories honestly and authentically you know we can we can all be completely broken together but there's something beautiful and and completing in all of that mm -hmm. you know it's it's a beautiful thing. It is. Man, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much. This has yeah. been great. I'm so glad I didn't have anything to follow up this up with, so I didn't have to cut it off because this was awesome. <laughs> I, I know. I was <laughs> sitting here being like, yeah, I, I, I kind of think we're going over the 10 minutes, but that's that's okay. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> I, nice I, when I, there's... I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's nice when there's not like anything scheduled right after because you don't have to do you know the cut, the cut thing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah. Uh, cool, man. Well, yeah, really, really appreciate the call. And again, really appreciate what, what you guys are doing. And I mean, we, we, we told, we told Derek as much, we actually got to, um, uh, do lunch with him the next day. My, my wife actually ended up becoming friends with the person who hosted the house show. And I was at the one end of the table, but Derek was able to give my wife some good advice on, on divorce. So, you know, like it it was, yeah, yeah, like it really, it, it's, it's this last weekend, you know, and, and kind of culminating in this has, has been really, really significant for us. It's, you you guys are doing really great work and it's, it, it really has a very deep impact on people who really need it, you know? So, so be encouraged and, and, and share it with, with the rest of the, the team man thank you so much derek derek came home raving just saying he had the most incredible run and in, in times with everybody and so he's already been posting that on our our group app just saying like i can't yeah. wait to tell you guys so we're yeah. all pretty excited yeah um, i mean i'm i'm just i'm glad to know you even a little bit and yeah i, I was sitting at work today and hopped onto facebook and i was like oh there's slots because like I, I actually signed up for season one and then backed out of it because mm. I was, I mean, I didn't know what all you guys were going to be doing. And, and, and like at that Neither point, I wasn't we. out to anybody. <laughs> oh, I know. But, but it, it was more the fact that like, you know, I wasn't out to anybody. And I was like, what if somebody hears my voice and mm, recognizes totally. me? And, you know, so. You well, know, there was I mean, that guy in season or episode four of yeah. season one where he was, <laughs> you know, he came out. Um, essentially on the podcast. He only had a couple yeah. people that knew. And then he used that episode. Uh, to wow. say you need to like to a bunch of people that we heard about later. I actually heard about from a friend of that knew him that we had in common wow. who said, you know, he had heard that I was editing the podcast and then his friend mm-hmm. said, I'm featured on this episode and you need to listen to it. He hadn't checked it out yet. And then he, he later texts me and says, well, wow. looks like we have a mutual friend now. And he wanted me to, to let me know that way. So they'd been in a band together and really no cool way. Yeah, it it, it it was really encouraging for me to hear a couple of, you know, g- gay guys on, uh, you know, just kind of hearing their stories and just, I mean, again, like just similarities in, you know, what it what it's like trying to figure out your sexuality in a very conservative, you know, <laughs> spiritual environment and how you make sense of it and where it leads you and, and all of that, you know, so for sure, for sure. really encouraging conversation and, you know, excited to hear what you guys have going on uh for season two so yeah thanks thank you so much uh really appreciate it and yeah uh, yeah we will um we'll see what happens yeah yeah let's definitely stay in touch that'll be be awesome to reconnect cool you have a great night see ya you too bye-bye We want to thank you all for joining us for this episode as we continue to explore these stories and the human experience. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate everyone who listens and who connects with the podcast. For more information about the podcast and team, visit theairingofgrief.com and to look into supporting the work, you can check us out on Patreon as well. We're on Twitter at Airing Grief, on Facebook, and even on Instagram, So wherever you'd like to engage, we would love to hear from you. And patrons, don't forget to download the Slack app if you haven't, and you can get set up to participate in the discussions for our messaging space. Everything is private, and it's a great, safe group of people beginning to recongregate there. That's all for now, but we will see you next week, after church, for the airing of grief.